so, you know, we had a hard time back then. We didn't know we were doing anything wrong. You know, we were just, you know, following in the footsteps of our forefathers. Uh, but, uh, you, the skinning whale penis game is hard. You know, that's how they make, that's how they make the highest quality ghost costumes, is by skinning whale penises. Yeah, they use them for skelly skeletons, too, I believe. Yeah, they use them for skeletons. Skeletons. You know? Yeah. Skeletons, yeah, as they were called back in the day, as they were called back in old Hiramsville, where we grew up in Hiramsville, which is a borough of, of Tommy'sville. Oh, of course, the six boroughs. Uh, Tommy'sville. Yeah, the six boroughs of Tommy'sville. Hiramsville. Yeah. Hiramsville, yeah. Uh, Methuselahsville. Methuselahsville, yeah, yeah. That's where we would uh, knock those kids stone cold with, with uh, bottles of pop. We'd throw pop at their head. We'd yeah. throw pops at their heads. Yeah, there's a, one kid kept riding his motorbike uh, around in circles, and yeah. I threw a bottle of pop, and it hit him right in the forehead and exploded. It shattered, and he was going really fast. So oh, uh, yeah. the glass from the bottle was implanted in his skull. So uh, oh, man. Ever, ever, ever since after that, everyone called him Billy Pophead. Billy Poppet. It was a great name. He was all state champion. Billy Poppet. Yeah. He was the first. He was the first ever state champion with a big piece of glass sticking out of his head. Yeah, they and just then, kept it in there. Interestingly enough, later on he went on to be molested by the wrestling coach. Oh my God! And he was on the football team too. So how would they have ever interacted? It was probably you know he propositioned him. It was into you know showers. How, yeah, it was into yeah. showers. It was definitely in the shower, but then it all went wrong. I blame, I blame, uh, uh, I blame Billy Poppet. I blame the had, policy that let all the let let the uh, wrestling coach shower with all the football players. That was a bad policy decision. Uh, it was tradition, and you know that's that's what we do. That's why we skin the whale penises. Tradition, you know, you got to keep it going, uh, otherwise, you know, uh, something bad might happen. Um, and the other, of course, the other boroughs we got. Of course, that's uh, we had. So we had Tommy'sville, Hiramsville, Methuselahsville. We got Travisville. Travisville. Uh, it's uh, you know some some bad stuff happened in Travisville over the weekend. What uh, what give us the uh, lowdown there on the uh, bad stuff that happened in Travisville? Uh, it, it turns out the 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 tri-regional tap dancing competition. Ended in, ended in sadness when they just tap dance across a bunch of wet concrete, got the feet stuck in the wet concrete, and they couldn't tap dance anymore, and they ruined the the, the beautiful workmanship of of our, our precious day So laborers. it was a tap dance um, of death. It was a tap dance of death, you know, they were, it was trampling, you know, they were trampling all over that wet concrete. And they got stuck in the concrete and and starved to death there. And yeah, and you know now they're they're living statues. They're rotting. The the state won't pay for them to take them away. So they're just skeletons, and they're just uh, they're just rotting out there, stuck in the wet concrete. Okay. You know. Sure. These are the so six boroughs, you know? Travisville, <laughs> um, Scottsville, Methuselahsville, Hiramsville, and Scottsville, uh, right? Scottsville. Travisville, Scottsville, um, Astroville. They're named after the sixth founder. There's Astroville. That's the, that's named the sixth after. One. He's the sixth founder of this beautiful city. Astro is a name that's not, you don't see very much these days. No, it was, it was popular in the 60s, you know, back in the 60s when we had, you know, the space race and everything. We had to fight the Russians to get into space. So we were, na uh, na Americans were naming their kids uh, Astro. Yeah, they were naming the kids things like Astro and Rocket and and Space Probe. That's why you have so many boomers named Space Probe, you know. I don't know why I'm still doing the voice. I um, think we No, go exited. for the whole episode, please. No, I think maybe I'll do it. Yeah, okay, maybe good. I'll do it. I'll be this guy. I'll be this guy. You know, what, the, uh, the, whale skin <laughs> the whale skin penis rugs um, that we make for our families. When you say, let's analyze that. Whale skin penis. Yeah. What does that mean? I think it would mean I think so a whale skin penis rug would be a penis rug made out of whale skin. What's a penis rug? Uh a, presumably a rug shaped like a penis or a rug on which you I don't know we're inventing it here. We're inventing the penis rug. So it can mm, be a lot of It sounds like a like a um something you would wear. It sounds like a merkin. It sounds like a it sounds like a synonym for a pubic wig. I'm looking up penis rug right now. See what we get. 
penis rugs for any room or decor style. So Society6, I don't know what this is, but they have, yes, they have a rug which has a man's uh, penis on it. Looks like some sort of er erotic Lucian Freud painting. Oh, they also have rugs, which are, okay, so yeah, there's a penis, yeah, rugs with penises graphically imprinted on them. I but think is what we're talking now, about. Now, are there any are there any skin rugs at all of any like what can you get um a how can you get like a skin rug? Who's uh, or never had a bear skin rug before? Yeah, but that has like fur on it, right? Okay, but you no one has like a lizard skin rug. No one yeah. has like Is there just a skin rug? You have a crocodile, you could have a human skin rug. <laughs> I guess that's what Ed Gein, old Ed Gein was leading up to, you know. I think it's pronounced Gein. I, th I think it's... Is it guy? I believe it's... I believe it's <laughs> Welcome to the pronunciation podcast, and it's pronounced Gein. I've, I've heard Gein. Uh, what are you, well, a gynecologist? Um, how do you pronounce Travis Scott's real name? What's he... That's not his real name? No, that's his stage name. Can you believe it? Travis Scott? It can, sounds... Uh, can you believe that's the stage name he picked? Jacques Berman Webster? The second the second oh he's older than i thought he's 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 30 interesting i guess that's why i know him because i don't know there's there's rappers out there who are like it's it's shorty flip-flop and i don't i'm not with it anymore i don't know any of these rappers anymore shorty flip-flop tragically died on an airplane after taking all of the robitussin <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, yeah just to having a benadryl and robitussin cocktail have you uh, seen... didn't that actually happen to... so yeah. there was a new rapper who i don't know anything about except that he died horribly that was juice world i think so the rapper called juice world where he did just that he took a bunch of like uh i, I don't know if they were opioids or something but he he took a bunch of drugs on a plane and he died so and you know what i heard that is was happening? it for him you know what i heard is happening this week so as ever, as ever, as all our listeners surely know, we uh, we sloppily pulled out of the war in Afghanistan, and the pullout was a sloppy pullout. Um, yeah, you got I, a little, got war come left in the in. Personally, I don't mean to brag, but my pullout game is really good. <laughs> Never had an unintended pregnancy. Only had one very intentional pregnancy, mm -hmm. which is going great. Mm -hmm. It's going great. Not getting any sleep. It's going great. Are, are you saying it's time for fatherhood corner? Is that what you're no, saying? No, what I was trying to say was that because of our sloppy pullout from Afghanistan, <laughs> there's no more actual heroin in America mm. because that's where all the heroin was coming from. Yeah. And all there is now is fentanyl. Yeah. And so there's going to be a lot of ODs this winter. Uh, so, so watch A chilling out. prediction of things to come. Watch yourself. Uh, don't take those fence. Well, don't sure, snort. Sure, do it. Do it. Do what you got to do. Which is, yeah, take a know. take a li take a little bit. All in moderation. Tiny, tiny hits of fence. You want to do tiny hits. Mm -hmm. You know that's the key. But what if you made like a really small needle? That do yeah, dude. That's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> really, they have really small needles. Yeah, the needles are tiny, dude. They have to you have to put that in your skin. No, but I'm talking about the like the the needle is itself is in miniature. It's a, like a very tiny needle. You mean like to... the part of the part that contains the juice? Yes, the okay. juice. It's like the all around the entire hypodermic needle is very small as you would find okay. in a dollhouse or okay. train set. Okay. So, if you were doing a if you're doing a Lego, so uh, you would uh, so like a Barbie heroin kit, like a Barbie hair a Barbie Naxalone kit. <laughs> yeah, naloxalone. How do you say it? I don't. Um, know. Well, it's I don't know. Don't you guys have a different word for it in Canada? Is it? What is it in America? I'm uh, looking. I don't know. Up. Looking this up. It's nax. It's naxalone. I know. We call Na it naloxone. No, it's, it's naloxone. We call it snacksalone here. It's not snacks alone. That was me in high school and elementary school. And, and, and current day. And current day, I snack alone with my yeah. snacks alone kit, which is Lunchables. Uh, help this fat man. Help this fat man. 
<laughs> he, he's overdosed. He needs snacks a lot. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to go into a diabetic coma unless he gets a Snaxalone kit. You inject just gravy into his heart. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it's like the scene in Pulp Fiction. We can go. To, we can step into Fatherhood Corner. I've been thinking about mortality and how eagerly I await my own death. Oh, yeah. That's um, the good stuff, baby. I'm, I'm shooting for 58. Why 58? Um... <laughs> Because my kid will be 18. There you go. <laughs> kid, it used to be kid when you're 18, you're out the door. Now it's kid when you're 18, I am just going to spontaneously die, yeah. having fulfilled my basic minimum obligation. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday. Happy 18th birthday. Your My gift to you is my brains on the wall. Mm-hmm. You should just, uh, yeah, you should rig it so that... Uh, uh, you you don't have to make it a violent death. You could make it pleasant. You know. No, you I want to get make squished. it funny. No, I want to. I want to get. It's, I want to do a funny death. I want to get squished. <laughs> like a bug. Uh -huh. uh, like a, with a like a some big, sort of giant. Like a big piece of metal. Like a huge a hydraulic press. A huge, you can do your hydraulic press channel. Ideally, it would be like a heavy, heavy, large cube. Oh, like a sledge, like a gigantic cube. Mm -hmm. Like a giant tungsten cube falls on me. Right. That's what the NFT the NFT space has all been alight with uh, with tungsten cubes. Yeah, Chapo was covering that. I was listening to some Chapo. I was listening to some Chapo as well. They still got it. Nah, they still of. got it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. There, nothing. Absolutely nothing is going on in the news. Mm -hmm. Like, well, stuff is going on in the news. It's. Very interesting stuff, like how Joe Biden farted in front of Camilla. Did he? Yeah, you didn't see, you didn't catch that this week as Joe Biden farted in front of Camilla. That's, That's Paul McCartney's wife? Yes, it's Paul McCartney's wife, Camilla McCartney. Uh, <laughs> okay. She, she came in right at the end. Uh, he doesn't love her, though, you can tell. Never measure up to Linda. Um, uh, well. But good old, good old president, you know, he's based again. Because he's farting in front of the farting in front so of the wait, consort. He, Camilla, Camilla, like the Camilla Parker Bowles, that Camilla. Camilla Parker Bowles, yeah. That was the one he farted in front of. He farted in front of her, and it was audible, and it was long, and it lasted forever. It was, it's you know, him being his Irish self, you know, farting in front of an associate of the royal family Did is a big win for the, the Irish. Fart? Uh, I hope not. I hope he just smiled through it and, like, pretend he didn't notice it. But, well, he could see the discomfort. Maybe it was, like, a tactic. Maybe it was a power move. Joe Biden has realized, man, I can't stop the farts, but I can deploy them tactically to annoy the royal family. Jack. Hmm. So yeah, I searched for... I'm searching for this. I think I might have found it. Mm-hmm. It's a two long minute video. Okay, you don't have to watch the video about Joe Biden farting in front of Camilla. Uh, it's a. It's like an Indian lady explaining it. Okay. This is a great video. This is content you can only get on House of Decline. Yeah, this is you're you're getting. So this is Bart. This is this is the sound of Joe Biden farting loud. <laughs> Just came out as this this very matter of fact Indian lady and. Okay, the whole video. And that's why Camilla this was disgusted. This is the whole video. Yeah, I don't video. think she. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna get a more thorough explanation than wow than mine <laughs> than my explanation of uh, the air okay. passing out of Joe Biden. So there you have it. Um, that was the sound of Joe Biden farting in front of Camilla. Haven't had. Can you name another presidential fart? Uh, another famous presidential fart situation. I can only name. I can only think of a presidential puke situation. I can think of the H.W. puking on the the president of Japan at the time. Huh. You remember that? Do you remember H.W. puking on... I don't remember much from the, the years of 1988 through 
You don't have to remember. You watch old episodes of the Larry Sanders show, and they make a reference to it. Or an episode of The Critic, and they make a reference. You know, most of what I know is from The Simpsons. It's just gleaned off of things that a bunch of Harvard nerds thought was interesting at the time. So this this, uh, alleged fart that uh, Joe Biden let out um, is not caught on tape. It was not caught on tape. Or if it was caught on tape, the Navy SEALs, like, killed that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Imagine being killed for the fart tape. Uh, I... was the P tape ever confirmed as real? Remember no, in the Trump years, real. everyone loved the P tape? Not real. Everyone wanted the P tape to be a thing? Yeah. Not real, uh, unfortunately. I think Trump is Trump might be a fellow asexual. I feel like the whole grab him by the pussy thing, I think that's just like, that's, that's shtick. I feel like he's <laughs> he's actually, you know, he doesn't have anything down there. He's just got some sort of... It's not even like a Ken doll. It's more like an inflamed spider. He's got like uh, a little mushroom down there, probably. I think he's got a little mushroom tip. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's sort of like uh, just a general pleasure area. You know, oh, he's got a pleasure like, center? Yeah, it's more like a, it's got a pleasure center. Yeah, it's, a, it's, got, it's just got a, a patch of skin that has slightly more nerve endings. Like there's this one predominant pubic fat fold that is the that has a patch of nerves in it and that's what that's what his genitals are hmm well i salute i salute the president's genitals you know yeah and uh i don't know not that that would but i yeah i don't think he's i don't think his sexuality is what we make of it actually that's probably not true i don't know he he's uh, didn't ivana trump say that he raped her uh, i think so uh, I think she said yeah, that in the deposition. Bad. Yeah, but then she retracted it. Uh, what I want to see is like, like if, if uh, Trump runs against Biden, they mm-hmm. should do a dick measuring contest on live TV. An actual dick measuring yeah. contest? It's going to come down to that. I, I feel like his is obscured mostly by FUPA. Uh, do you think Biden, how do you think, how big do you think Biden's penis is? If you had to estimate. Hmm. I, do you think he, uh, like, the big dick energy is there? I think hmm. it's probably just, you know, if I had to guess, 5.7. Okay. Yeah, 5.7. I'm right, right there with you. In fact, I think what's curious is that I think Donald Trump and Joe Biden have the exact same dick size. Maybe they, sh- they have the exact same penis. They have, they have the same penis. It's like enemy, but you you find someone with the exact same penis as you. Michael Jackson was like, you know, they're examining his penis. Mm -hmm. Turns out there's a guy out there with the penis, the exact same penis as Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone is uh, everyone is connected. That that would be like a funny thing in high school. You're all like in the fucking crazy locker room. You're comparing penises with the boys, and you, you realize you find your penis doppelganger. It's the exact same penis. <laughs> yeah, and you're driven to kill each other. We thought because it's like a Highlander. We thing thought penises right? were like fingerprints, <laughs> but they're not. Uh, turns out there's only like seven penises. There's only seven types of penises, and they cycle through them. Uh, I have I have the Jaguar model, the Jaguar model of penis. It's called the Jaguar. You'd think it would be named after something penile-like, like a snake or a stick of dynamite. But no, it's named after the cleverest beast in the jungle, the jaguar. Hmm. <laughs> the cleverest. <laughs> Do they still have jungles anymore? Uh, no, they're phasing them out, phasing for, them out for festivals. There's festivals. Yeah, there was a problem in Travisville this week yeah. we, we already made reference to it in our in our brilliant improvisation yeah we the did. beginning of the episode that's a good one yeah we, uh, one day we'll we'll do an entire show just detailing the ins and outs of a fictional city and it will be world building Ooh, yeah maybe we could do a, a podcast or episode where we just play a tabletop rpg sure 
Everybody loves those. It won't be boring. You'll love it. We'll get a lot of subscribers. Get such unexpected reactions. Like dice? Dice control the universe? As Albert Einstein said, God doesn't play dice with the universe. He plays roulette! Ho! Albert Einstein, he was a joker because he was Jewish. And they're all funny. They're all funny. Even Benjamin Netanyahu is funny. You got to admit, Netanyahu is funny. <laughs> so Travis Scott has a history of disregard for audience safety. This is, this is the thing for him. Travis Scott, for people that don't know, even though I don't know how you don't know, it's been all over the news. Uh, Travis Scott, a successful and popular rapper and Kardashian coupler, uh, there was a concert in Houston where the venue was uh, also to blame for some of the deaths that occurred during the concert due to a crush, as has happened with many soccer events and other concerts beforehand where uh, people unregulated in their movements uh, uh, just literally trample other people. Two of them well, were minors. Gets, it gets so it's like a crush you get you can't breathe. Like people actually get yeah. compressed so that they can't actually exhale because they're so compressed into one another. Yeah. And apparently uh I I don't want to I I don't know the situation too well, but people are casting aspersions on Travis Scott because he probably could see some of the mayhem from where he was standing and he uh, was not invested in the safety of the audience. People are blaming him for that. But uh, more so, I, I think it, it's easier, it's much easier to blame the venue as well because uh, they're usually oh. responsible for that. So I blame, they, they I blame the people. The, you blame the people? Yeah. You blame <laughs> You blame the people for <laughs> I blame the going victims, to a Travis Scott basically. concert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been in any type of situation like that? I, you know, you know me. You'd think I go to places where there's more than 10 people. I don't go well, to a place if there's Maybe more than one person. If somebody like, drags you to like an insane uh, Euro house concert. If there's two people in a place, I'm like, the stampede risk is too high. I must leave. Yeah. Um, no. Every, if if those, know. if those kids had been more like you, they wouldn't be dead. I mean, you, you know, know, I've been in crowded shows. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, but I there's something about I've never been in like a really heightened audience and I think you only get that at those like major pop shows featuring those types of stars that people not only love but also worship as in some kind of uh, deified avatar type of way. Like I I feel like even though like Someone likes pavement. Actually, that's not a good example. People fucking worship those guys. I don't know why. I mean, I like pavement, but it's like they are. But you're suggesting perhaps that the 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 passion of pavement fans may not induce them to pile on and one to another, crush. To crush. I don't know if there another. would be a crush at like a pavement. But uh, there's also like a a hype beast element to Travis Scott as well, where like. Uh, you are trying to get close to the godhood and you are trying to just but you're trying to climb over each other to get close to your deified figure up on the stage which causes you to do manic things you know i wonder i wonder if like people would crawl over each other like that for uh joseph smith or somebody like that or uh i wonder if people did that for like lenin or something like that i wonder if there were ever <laughs> i wonder if there were ever crushes at Lenin events, and then Lenin uh, blamed a guy roaming around with drugs, poisoning people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, they happen every so often. He, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta, like, I don't know what the thing you gotta do. You gotta, like, have, like, guys on horseback, I think, in the crowd. Yeah, you have to have crowd control. You have to like, have guys, classic crowd control. Yeah, you have to have, like, really intense. So I guess it's probably the venue's fault. Uh, go-go cages for every concert attendee. Go-go cages is what I'm suggesting. Everyone gets their own go-go cage. I mean, I hope nobody got COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I, I wonder how many, how high will the body count eventually be from this Astro World concert? I mean, uh, sure, eight people were crushed to death, but I hope nobody got COVID. Uh, yeah, that would be the worst thing. That would be the biggest the, tragedy besides the eight deaths would be if anyone got COVID. People, it's funny that you do go, part of the gimmick of Astro World is that there's this gigantic Travis Scott head that you travel through in order to get into the concert and you go into its mouth. So it's, uh, they, they also consistently joked about this in Metalocalypse, how fans would sign pain waivers for death clock and they would sign their life away because you might die at a death clock concert. And that's sort of the, that's sort of the appeal of it too. I don't think I, is there, there must be some people who go to concerts or like that atmosphere where it feels like you're going to fucking die. And being amongst a throng of people, and it feels like the fucking battle of the bastards. People must like that feeling to some degree, right? They love it. Yeah, they love being in the crowd. I mean, I've I've been in a lot of mosh pits back in my day, but I was never in one where someone wouldn't help me up. So maybe that's a difference. Well, you never or maybe never went with me. I was always the guy, you know, using my my rifle butt to punch someone back down onto the ground in the mosh pit yeah <laughs> no you get back down in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah using a two by four like the it's always sunny in philadelphia i mean just poking some guy in the forehead oh man. Uh, i was thinking yeah. about always sunny because i was watching um gosh what was i watching with the boat <laughs> what were you watching with the boat? I was watching something with the boat, and were you watching the love boat? It was like you take your first date out on a boat because of the implication. Because of the implication, right. <laughs> and then that just had me laughing. And laughing. <laughs> it's such a it's a very funny line. It's always since sunny. It's one of the it's one of the great television series. Um, but let's talk about the movies we watched because you watched some movies. I watched The Green Knight, which we talked about already on the show. I say it's But kinda, now you've seen it. You gave kinda, it a B. Yeah, B plus. B plus. A B plus. Uh, I rented uh, it for three dollars. It? It's just kind of boring. Uh, that's what you liked about it? No. Oh, I uh, what I liked about it was that it was um, gay. Uh I it's liked how gay it was. Gay as in gay as in the pejorative, or gay as in it was homosexual. It sucked. It, it sucked lots. Gay of, as in it was, it was homosexual, and that's why I liked it. Okay. Because those two guys kissed. When did they kiss? Yeah, but not they kissed in like the old way. Where, no, you know. You, no, they didn't. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I don't mean the old way. You you think gay gayness was invented like in the 1900s? <laughs> I well, I think it was possible for straight men to fuck each other without it being a gay thing, and now that's no longer that's no longer a thing. I mean, it is a thing, but uh, there's this line in Thirty Rock. I think it's I forget who it's delivered by. Um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Is it? Uh, I don't know. But uh, uh, Kenneth is touring an old man around, and he says. Back in my day, you could do what you wanted with a man, and it wasn't gay. You were just worshipping each other's strength. You know, something along those lines. Yeah. Well. Uh, I think it was Tim Conway, actually. That's who it was. And, uh, yeah, sure, I think that's we've what lost they were that. Doing, we've but... lost that with our identity yeah. politics. We, we have to go back to that. We have to go back to closeted fucking. That's what they, that's, that's, that's what they were doing. I, I, uh, there's spoilers, but there's like this weird scene with CGI giants. Um, what did you think of that scene? That was stupid. You thought it was stupid? <laughs> that was uh, the worst part of the movie. I mean, the movie uh, insists that you take it seriously. It's a very serious movie, and it has a lot to say about uh, the nature of of death and rebirth and fear. And, and there's CGI uh, giants. Accepting your fate. Yes, and there are CGI gi giants that moan. Going, well, no, they, they like howl at, like the wolf howls, and then the giants are like, oh, we make sound too. And then the giants howl, and then it's like, the giants are just part of nature, dude. Nature's mysterious yeah, and metaphorical. Yeah, nature's big. It's the green knight. It's not, it's not the red knight. He's not blood. He's green. He's leaves and wood. Except it's it's very funny because the movie's not very green. Uh, it, you know, I always balk on like uh, 
on gray color grading, but I feel like the Green Knight uses gray color grading very effectively in order to illustrate this sort of blighted, horrible world of man that Gawain comes from. And then as he enters the world, enters the natural world, and it becomes more apparent what his connection to eternity is, suddenly the color springs to life, and you can actually see the shades of green. Uh, and whether that means, you know, abandoning yourself to nature, or, like, accepting something as larger than you, or accepting duty as part of the natural order, you know, uh, that's sort of what it conjures in my mind as. I really like... I really like the anachronisms in it. I like how it's very anachronistic. In a lot could, of could use could use the one little more dash of violence or anything happening. Or yes, you know, it does nothing. Nothing happens. Give me, it's give a me lot some of violence tension. or something. You get cum. There's cum in it. Is, is there? When? Yeah, you forget the scene where he comes. You have a shot of his his uh, the the lady basically jerks him off while he's at the at the place. Huh. And uh, the place uh, with all the anachronistic paintings. And you and just see cum that shouldn't on be. You see, you see like a cloth covered in cum. Really? And I think it's the same cloth that he uses in order to, as, uh, to ward off the, the green knight, which he then eventually that takes that up. That doesn't happen. That happens. You didn't notice the cum? Maybe you're too bored to notice the very... <laughs> there's absolute... I'm not crazy. This... <laughs> This you is imagine, very. You imagine they that. hang on it for to no. You're gaslighting me. You're cum lighting no. me. There's definitely a cum scene yeah. Yeah, in yeah, the Mr. Green Knight. Mr. Asexual over here um, is just imagining. <laughs> imagining cum on stuff. You don't have to. Cum is not necessarily sexual if you find it gross. If you think it's just like a funny human body thing, it's in on the same level as shit. Or blood, yeah, you know. Like, or, remember that in Forrest Gump when she jerks him off and there's cum on the American flag? Does that happen in yes. Forrest Gump? <laughs> yeah, that happens. There's, there's just a cum scene in every movie. People forget, oh, man, you don't, you forgot about the cum scene in Rain Man where he counts the cum droplets on the floor? <laughs> uh, well, remember what, the cum scene in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? What movie did you see this week? Uh, I've been revisiting some gay classics. Some gay classics. So like, I watched um, Death Becomes Her. Is that, is that the one from 1992? It's the one from 1992. Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, Streep. Uh, and very great effects. Uh, and great score by Alan Silvestri. Just this really... Just this really, uh... Bernard Herrmann-ish glassy string score that plays throughout the whole thing. Uh, and, oh, my God, is uh, Isabella Rossellini is a beautiful woman. And the costuming, oh, the costuming, This when she first comes out, she's dripping with jewels. They're covering her breasts. And she's looking at Meryl Streep, and she just has these eyes. And can you imagine what her sex with David Lynch was like? You're making me come, Isabella. <laughs> and Goldie Hawn's in that movie too. How's she looking? Yeah, in she's that movie? she's a hot piece in that. She's a real hot piece in that movie. I mean, like every every like garment in that movie is is in a drag queen's repertoire or should wow. be because it's a very it's a very drag queen movie. And it's There's in black a, and white, huh? It's not in black and white. I don't know who's telling you that. Uh. In fact, what's great about it is it's colored. The cinematographer is the is the legendary uh, Dean Cundy, and, and he's a, got a funny name. It's too. a silent movie, if I'm if I recall. It's a silent. It's a silent correctly. movie. Um, the yeah, silent there's picture. also a there's also a cum scene in it. People forget <laughs> about the cum scene. Uh, yeah, but uh, death becomes her. It's also interesting because um, the character who probably does the worst thing in the entire movie gets to escape. So the Bruce Willis character actively kills the Meryl Streep character, but then his character is, is gay, uh, gets a good ending uh, because I guess the movie's not really moralizing. It's just showing how like an obsession with youth and staying young leads people to ruin. I think it's... I, I, I don't really... Th actually it does kind of moralize which sort of takes away from it 
if it fully committed to its nastiness, I think it could be even better. But there is like some sort of message about not wanting to live forever and that being a curse and being obsessed with youth as as some sort of curse. But uh, you know, I guess you, I guess you got to have a message to make stuff satisfying, or you have to take some sort of moral point of view. I think it would be funnier if they took the moral point of view that you can live forever and be young forever and do horrible things and it doesn't matter and you can still feel good. Take like the real sociopath worldview. I think that would be fun. The Squid Game worldview. The Squid Game. That one. That. What? Don't get me started on that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Squid Game. That guy. Did you watch it? I watched it. I, I've seen the Squid Game. It's great. Squad uh, Game. Squad game. I already had that. I I made a, I made a comment about a Ben Garrison cartoon called Squad Game. Uh, People seem uh, to like that one. Uh, did you Did you go viral? I, I went a little viral. Went a little viral amongst uh, left lefty sycophant Twitter. Lefty uh, sicko mode Twitter. Lefty sicko mode Twitter, which I'm trying to I'm trying to stop doing. I'm trying to stop being on Twitter. Yeah, well, it's, Twitter hurts your brain fully it fully hurts my brain it makes me too emotionally as someone that already lacks emotional regulation uh some some 21 year old calling me a cunt and then hurting my feelings then me sulking about it is you know i shouldn't do that i should just remove the ability for no that you to should happen. you should do it and um up your dosage of whatever yeah. and keep and keep feeling bad man yeah keep those bad, bad feelings flowing I think there's a good way to use it that I don't use it for, or uh, I just use it to get instant validation from others, from strangers, no less, because it feels good. Like getting getting likes on Facebook is okay, but they're people you already know. They they're accustomed to your personality, but on Twitter, a bunch of strangers can like your shit, and they don't know you. They could kick you to the curb. They wouldn't give you a kidney. They would stab you in the street for your gum. And if you can make them laugh, if you can get those faves from these these randos, then that's when you know you have influence. You yeah, know, you, you have power You can in arrange the, the words real good. You I can, want this power. You can make things happen in the world. Yeah, you can ratio somebody. You can no, you get, that, you get a better feeling out of creating something and then having no one pay attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I think there there is a certain, uh, as long as you keep your head down, there is a certain nobility in just generating constant work and then not living to see it appreciated, but hoping that in death you will be discovered, like Van Gogh mm. or Henry Darger. Well, it is cool that everyone alive now can make like a portfolio of work that they've done and mm -hmm. sort of have it be stored indefinitely. But that actually brings up an interesting conundrum we're in, which is like a, this idea of persistent storage. And as mm -hmm. a culture, we have not really dealt with the ramifications of digital storage in the long term. Um, How so? All of our stuff that we're storing is not like future-proofed to last like longer than 100 years, really. So we could end up in a situation where, like, for example... We have hundreds and thousands of VHS tapes, and all mm -hmm. the VCRs are broken. And we don't know how to build a VCR anymore. Something like that could happen. Like, but, you know, that's an analogy for, like, our hard drives. We have all this information stored on hard drives, but those are physical objects that will eventually break down. How do we make data persist indefinitely? Uh, we turn it into pure energy, man. Right. So really what you got to do is you turn it into DNA mm. and then you, you, you can come it, you can, it'll become come the data. And then that they've already, you know. that started happening already. They've uh, have already started encoding data onto strands of DNA. Haven't they? Um, yeah. Like memes, um, mostly. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if you had the meme sperm? That would suck. It's like I got genetically modified to have. Um, yeah, little, your kid comes out as as a as big chungus or something like that. Like a little a little Shiba Inu dog. Yeah, well, that would be cute. 
That would be... Maybe <laughs> if you had little Shiba Inu sperm, well, that would be terrifying, I mean, actually. It, it, you, might, you might end up, like, horribly mutated if you do that to your to your DNA. Yeah. I, I think I would be a lot less likely to jack off if, like, my sperm shrieked every time they exited mm. my I'll penis. I'll let the Catholic Church know. Those are the main... Your main opponent in terms of letting you jack off. Yeah. Have you, uh, you I were, think I... You were thinking, you were telling me you were thinking about converting to Catholicism this week. Yeah, yeah, becoming a big, uh, becoming a big fan of the whole return thing. Well, that that is something you notice on post left Twitter. People ve- being very like, how do people not believe in God? You know, the, sort of this long reaction to Reddit atheism has been this sort of uh, uh, edgy embrasure, uh, attempted edgy embrasure of religion. Which is funny because it's it's hard. It, it's the same thing that you see when when they say you know republicanism is the new punk rock because it is it is not status quo because liberals have won the culture war. Republicanism is is now the opposition to what is deemed acceptable in society. When obviously that's ridiculous because so much of society is controlled by right wing interests. Uh, and it's the same with religion. You can cosplay as this idea that this thing that which is actually very normative is is very uh, hip, or it represents some sort of opposition to this entrenched and toxic status quo. When really, it only represents opposition to the audience which responds to it, which is a dumbass Twitter leftists. So you know that's who that's who you're religious for. You're not you're religious for yourself or uh to get some greater sense of meaning but you're just religious to trigger this group of people that you've you have arbitrarily drawn a line of opposition to uh maybe because you want clout Mm, i don't know but uh yeah i think i think the desire to have god again and we see that with travis scott you know why people climb over themselves trying to get to this God figure. Uh, the old, it's the old Nietzsche thing, you know, we've killed God. How do we replace him? What do we do? We Do we need that? I, But that's always the question is, do you need that thing in your life? Do you need that source of irrational hope? The idea that there is a guiding light and a fixture of the eternal to keep you constantly there. Uh, do you need a self? I, I think that's also that's also sort of part of it is that it, it becomes a god in service of the perpetuation of the self as opposed to a god in service of uh, becoming part of something greater than yourself, becoming uh, or abdicating the self. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think... If I were to pursue Catholicism, it would only be in that oppositional manner. I oh, wouldn't I thought you were going to getting into it for like the sex. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I I think some people's some people's hangups, some people's sexual hangups do happen to overlap with their religion. So that whole like extreme edging thing that you do with. Uh, with the catholicism that's what you, you call know. it that's funny that's funny what, yeah, that's what yeah, you think it, it is <laughs> they're all they're doing is edging right because <laughs> you know extreme. if you don't want kids you yeah, just have they to do be edging. in the x games man yeah <laughs> if you are great at edging the catholic church might be for you um that because you uh, can't use can I you still not use condoms technically with the catholic church oh no you're not allowed to but you're also you're not allowed to have any kind of gay sex at all you're only yeah. allowed to have penis and vagina sex. You're not allowed. You're really not even allowed to do blowjobs. You can do blowjobs, but not to completion. Yeah, you can only do edging. And then, like in terms of like cunnilingus, you know, they're like, that's a, we don't we do no, we could never endorse such a thing. Yeah, but you don't spill. Nothing is wasted. So I feel like the logic with cunnilingus, following the Catholic logic of cunnilingus. I think uh, they probably be like, there's listen, no, there's no if that's life what it wasted. takes to make a baby, fine. But we're not going to yeah. say it's okay. 
I guess it's the denial of pleasure, the idea of any sort of pleasure being sinful. Yeah, I mean, couldn't, wouldn't you rather be praying during that time? Wouldn't you get more pleasure out of praying? I think the sad thing about that is I think there is sort of a moral truth in the idea of pleasure being sinful. Not not like regular ple- pleasure, like getting your pussy eaten or having sex without a child. That's like, that's in the realm of normal shit. But I I think, you know, the, the wealth and excess of the world we live in today uh, gives us access to an abnormal amount of pleasure. You know, people always joke about how your dopamine receptors are fried. Yeah, you get all uh, the candy and pop you want. You get yeah. all the media you can possibly want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no yeah. you, there's no deprivation. There's yeah. no... Uh, at all. Like, you can get anything you want you have access to. We're all access yeah. culture. Except there's for nothing... alcohol, which is, fun, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh is there Catholicism is not that anti booze, is it? No, not at well, I mean you can drink and still be a Catholic. Like, it's not like Islam. Yes, you can I mean you can drink and be a Muslim. Plenty of people plenty of Muslims drink. Yeah, there are plenty of people do that, but in in the actual doctrine, like in Islam you're not supposed to drink. Like it's pretty cut and dry with that rule. Yeah, I mean, with Catholics, you have to be able to drink because you have to be able to take communion wine. So there's right. some Protestant uh, Protestant, uh, Protestant churches where you're not supposed to drink at all. And Amish they do don't grape drink. juice. They don't do do they? No, they do drink. I think they do drink the Amish. Who? What? Do the Amish drink? Um, yeah, but only yingling. <laughs> oh, no. The worst <laughs> beer. That's, that's uh, strangely... Um, I don't like Yingling that much, but the opinions on the internet on Reddit about Yingling are very positive. It's very kind I of love Yingling. Kind of what made me hate Reddit was everyone on Reddit was like, "Man, Yingling is just like a solid beer," and I'm like, "It's, it's in like the watery. It's in like the watery. Like I'm trying to get drunk and also feel incredibly bloated, sort of way." I've like, had I've had my fair share of Yinglings. But Yinglings, Rolling Rock, I put them in the same category. See, the, the thing about me quitting drinking is that like I had just figured out the best drinks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had just really figured out what my preferences were. I was like, yeah. if I had just stuck with it for one more for one more year, I bet I would have gotten really good at it. Yeah, you would have you would have become the functional alcoholic, like Campari and soda, and Pilsners. <laughs> that's all. That's if that's all I drank, mm-hmm. I would probably be pretty more more well hydrated than now. Yes, um, and I would probably be well on my way to my goal of living to fifty eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta, the number. Now I got to figure something else out. So, like uh, eat more, eat more candy. I I think that's it for you. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people gain a lot of weight. Sober people, uh, they they quell their addictive personalities with delicious glucose. <laughs> delicious, delicious glucose. I mean, it's what I shove into my. I shove a pack of O Henry bites into my face every every two or three nights, and I, I don't I'm feel good every, every two or three hours. Yeah. Got to get that fix. Got to get that next level of pleasure. Uh, yeah, I got <clears throat> chocolate-covered peanut butter malt balls. Yeah. And so, yeah, in in that... And so, more than anything, I think what people crave more... that People think they crave God, or people think there is an absence of God, but what people really crave more that religion is sort of an indirect path to is discipline. What people really want... When people say they want God, what they want is a, some sort of structure instead. But they can't believe in any sort of structure because if you also have an inherently anti-authoritarian mindset, you reject you reject anything that poses itself as an authority or tells you to have any sort of limits on your behavior. Um, because... I don't know, it's just it's just very easy to see how all of those things, all of those things that limit your behavior in one way or another, are bullshit. You lost me, man. 
Ah, yeah. I, I have no idea, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any idea what I'm, I'm too saying dumb. Either. You're too dumb I'm to too... understand these these hot <laughs> remarks that are coming out of that are coming out of my face. Highfalutin thinking over here, man. Like I'm thinking about Hiramsville. Hiramsville. There's there's uh, Tommy'sville. Tommy'sville. Uh, there's uh, there's Travisville. Travisville. This is where people get stomped. But in in that same, I mean, uh, you joked about blaming the people, and of course you shouldn't blame the people. They are not to blame for this. But just wanting to go to the Travis Scott concert in the first place to feel that sense of uh, pleasure, to give yourself over to that structure, you know, you are committing the sins. No, that's obviously mm, not true. Yeah, but they, some people uh, took that position. They some been people in actually did take that position on the fucking internet, and it was these uh, weird post left nerds who were oh, like tutting really? people for. They were like they should have been in church instead of at a Travis Scott uh, Travis Scott concert. That's, that's yeah. I think there was one. I hope it wasn't bait because it's like honestly, besides new wave classical and video game soundtracks, all other music is for degenerates. You know. Some very yeah, I mean, person. I don't know. I don't. The feeling of being in a huge crowd is like probably is probably pretty great. Mm-hmm. If you like that sort of thing, and a if lot you of people do, you know. Um, yeah. My life would probably be better if I was more more amenable to those kinds of experiences. But yeah. um, what I have to do is stay inside and ruin my posture at the computer. That's what I'm being told by God I have to do. If uh, Maybe maybe these people were at their church. I think that's what you were saying. But we can take that in a more positive light, you know? Yeah. Yeah, see, I was saying it was for adulation of the self earlier. The reason why you go to worship at the godhead of Travis Scott, I was saying it was for self-adulation. But what you just said there makes me think, no, it is more for the other thing, the other thing that people crave, which is the idea that they're part of something bigger than themselves. And I think... If you're in a crowd with a bunch of people and you're all feeling the same way and vibing to the same music, I imagine you feel that sense of uh, kinship, uh, which is something that I have never felt at a music concert. At a music concert, I've always felt like... Burning jealousy. Just in. Yeah, burning <laughs> jealousy. Uh, uh, and well, Or otherwise just standing in the corner thinking about the music or like not really in the moment. Um, I my, think you have to be capable of being in the moment in order to yeah. really appreciate concerts. I don't know. I've been on. I haven't been to any good concerts lately. So it's hard to remember. Yeah, I, that's more of a young person's game. I feel I'm too that's old. The for thing that's like all the all the worthwhile bands are <laughs> they're are, dunzos. are not famous. So it's like, how do you find out about them? It's impossible. You gotta, you gotta be you gotta on Facebook. Become a music head. You that's what I think. Yeah. That's probably why what happened is that all the all the bands are still on Facebook. Is that is that a thing? They're probably like, all on Instagram. I feel like everyone's on Instagram. Oh, that's okay. Where well, Instagram and Facebook are the same company. So. You're right. It's Meta. <laughs> it's Meta yeah. now. Ooh, what a cool what a cool idea. Yeah. Just combine all your properties into one. And the tech, the tech gurus, they represent, they aren't gods to anybody. I guess they are. I guess Elon Musk is another person who's, who's a god, who's a new god. Uh, mm. I, or like even just uh, recently, the, the Eternals, the, the butt of the joke for a lot of film bros out there who think they're better than the Marvel movies. You think you're better than the Marvel? No, Eternals open very well. What? Who? These these nerds who are saying that all all Marvel movies are the same and that they the color is washed out and that they sort of lack character and that they're undifferentiated from each other and the the dialogue is sort of grating because it still follows the lines that Joss Whedon directed for it a decade ago. And Joss Whedon has outstayed his welcome in Hollywood after revealing he's a weird creep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're making... But the Eternals, that's a story about the gods have left us, but they're coming back. We're getting the gods back, people. Is, uh, We're getting the gang of is gods. King, is Kingo 
a god? It's Kingo. Kingo is, yeah, he's basically a god. I mean, that's what, that's what's very funny about Jack Kirby is he's like this five foot four tough Brooklyn Jew who, you know, he fought in World War II and he killed as many Nazis as you got fingers. Ted. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's funny. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and, uh, but it's funny that Jack Kirby was best when he was illustrating somebody else's words. Whenever he tried to write his own stuff, it came out as stuff like the New Gods or the Eternals, hmm. which are these very, uh, I, I mean, he was aware about how much he was trying to create something akin to ancient mythology, but in the comics world, and he was big into that. But they all end up being sort of, uh, sort of uh, uh, little, a little fashy. You know, a little Nazi-ish, because the Eternals are this, you know, group of blonde-haired, blue-eyed, you know, perfectly chiseled super entities, and they're fighting the Deviants, uh, who are, you know... <laughs> so the idea of, like, a degenerate race and a master race comes up not only in the Eternals, but also in Kirby's New Gods, which was about uh, the warring apocalypse versus... Uh, versus, I, I forget, New Genesis, the planet of New Genesis. And I think it was more innocent. I don't think he was really thinking about how inherently fascist was. I think he was just thinking of this as more of a good and evil, a classic battle between forces of good and evil. But in its execution, it ends up coming across a little more fascist than I think he would he would care to admit. Also, I'm sure Jack Kirby's opinions on Israel weren't exactly woke. So... I don't think he would have. He, he, it, it is there is sort of like a real might is right quality in his work that goes unacknowledged. So marrying that to and especially trying to make the Eternals like the the super woke Marvel movie is very funny. Mm, yeah, that's weird. So weird. It's I mean it's part of this idea that like American culture is like the engine of political chain change for the entire world. And so mm. we have like this deep responsibility to make these Marvel movies that are like upholding some weird set of values that are, are kind of not what most American people, I hope, believe. But maybe maybe it is a reflection of who we are. I hope not, though. I mean, Captain Marvel, which is Marvel's most nakedly propagandistic movie for the military and for America in general. Not even Captain America is as propagandistic because he's often fighting covert elements within America. But, and he's, eh, yeah, actually it's weird how Iron Man ends up taking the, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Who cares about the fucking Marvel movies? But yeah, the, the idea that uh, we want our gods to return. Hitler was just the wrong god, you know? We need the right. Hitler was dark side, you know. We need we need a benevolent god. I think that's what more people than we'd care to acknowledge, including you and me, probably kind of want. People are lost. They look for a leader. Uh, look for someone to give them structure, and people worship anybody that gives them that structure. Uh, so yeah, the new gods. Who are the new gods?